Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Video Game Lounge podcast. I am your host this episode, John. I am joined by two of my great friends. The first one, he has cornered the market on all of the apple-flavored liquor. That's Kevin. And the other one, he is the man who will try any drink because he's a whore, a person. That's Andrew. So just want to thank you for tuning in to the Video Game Lounge podcast this week. Uh, we're happy to have you here. You can follow us along on creativebrandcandy.com. Other great podcasts over there, such as Stay Wild, Drama Child, brought to you every other week by Jamie and Stephanie. They talk about very serious things like sudden loss and murder. So if you're into those kind of things and want to cry while you're at work, give them a listen. to be great. I really appreciate you listening to our episode. Um, gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Robin Williams for Mrs. Doubtfire. I am doing fantastic. You fit in here, Doubtfire, dear. <laughs> Hello! Hello! <laughs> I must look like a yeti in this getup. <laughs> no, I'm doing doing great. I love that intro. How about yourself, Andrew? I'm not doing too bad. I'm uh, coasting on, I think, my fourth glass of wine. But yeah, I'm doing pretty good. For those of you wondering why I'm talking this way, it's because Kevin dared me to see how long I could go. Uh, we're about a minute and a half in. We'll see how long this shit show keeps going. So uh, welcome <laughs> in, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, People are already like, there's already three of them. I can't keep track of them. Now they got this fourth rando in here. Who the hell's this guest host that they brought in? Right, so gentlemen, I wanted to start off with something a little bit different tonight. I'm going to introduce a new segment that's called Good Parent, Bad Parent. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a scenario here about something that happened with my child here yesterday. And I wanted to get your guys' takes on it. So um, he turned six, right? And he is a big fan of dinosaurs. So we have allowed him to watch the Jurassic Park movies and Jurassic World, you know, the, the newer ones with like Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard and all those keys. So my son has gotten my knack and the ability to uh, quote movies, right? So the other day, this actually happened about two weeks ago. This is the first part of, of this thing. Uh, we're acting out a scene from this movie where Chris Pratt's character, he's talking to the four raptors. Their names are Blue, Charlie, Delta, and Echo. If you've seen the movie, you know what exactly what I'm talking about. At some point, Chris Pratt has given them different directions, right? And he's like, hey, Blue, you, you do this thing, Charlie. Don't give me that shit, right? So my son is acting out these parts, right? And he's like, Poppy, you need to say this. So he's like, say, don't give me that shit. And I was like, Whoa, son, you can't say that. You're only five. Um, fast forward to the other day, um, Thursday, which was Thursday, his birthday. We decided uh, every Thursday, because it's like my Friday, it's how we end our my work week. Um, we typically do a movie night here in my house. So he decided he wanted to watch a movie. And we typically do an early dinner, which means probably breakfast. So we're doing chocolate chip pancakes. And my wife puts his dinner down on the table. And he's like, Mommy, that's good. That's damn good. And we're like, where the hell did you hear that from? Again, another line from the movie by Chris Pratt. This kid is just quoting cuss words left and right. So I propose a question to you right now, gentlemen. Good parent or bad parent? Uh, good parent. Good parent. <laughs> <laughs> Exposure in a productive environment that is controlled and contained. <laughs> the whole time John's been talking, we've been doing the impression of a hot dog. <laughs> That Rob Williams does, <laughs> Mrs. Delphi. What do you mean you do <laughs> <But> voices? 
I do voices. <laughs> I come I, love- I come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oops, made a mistake. <laughs> I love how when you did Chris Pratt, you gave you still gave him an accent even though he doesn't have an accent in the movie. I got to keep it I, I got to keep it-, it going as long as I can there, lad. So I'm going to keep it going. Um <laughs> All right, now we're going to start off with the traditional uh, first two questions we asked every episode, the first of which is what you're drinking. Uh, Kevin, what be your poison this evening? Uh, I am actually drinking, it's called uh, Stealing Whiskey Single Malt. Is it apple flavored? Because uh, I- if it's not, then what the fuck you're doing here? No, it's not. It's it's crafted by some guy named Jack, so... Is his last name Daniels? Teeling. I mean... Samsonite! Close! <laughs> I was this I was close. way off! <laughs> Harry, your hands are freezing! No, it's uh, it's really good. My wife got this for me for my birthday. Uh, just popped it open for this podcast. It's, uh, like I said, single malt. Really, like, a nice smoky flavor to it. A little bit of a bite. Uh, definitely not like as sweet as like Jack or something like that. Uh, I'm actually drinking it clean right now because that's for my finer whiskeys. That's what I do. Um, cause you're a little fancy bitch. That's why. <laughs> that's why I drink Pinky Ale. But I can't. Um, I can't drink like Jack or Rail whiskey because that's usually when I go to the bar and I get whiskey and Coke, not whiskey and Pepsi. Whiskey and Coke. Uh, I'll just get Rail because I'm cheap. Uh, and it does the job, you know, still gets drunk off that. But whenever I get this fancy stuff, you gotta, you gotta drink it clean, you gotta drink it smooth. So I actually have, uh, whiskey rocks downstairs to give it that nice little chill without diluting it. So that's always good. So whenever you, uh, have the sophisticated whiskey, you like to be, you know, to take, to take that, uh, classy level, but whenever you go cheap, you like to get railed. Oh, all the time. In fact, even when I have the fancy stuff, I'm getting railed. That's what my nickname in high school was. They might as well just called me a train. Hop on board the Kevin train. Toot toot. I believe there's that that's what she said joke in there somewhere, but I don't know <laughs> if I can find it. That's also what she said. <laughs> oh, I got them to break there. I got them to break. They're both laughing. They can't, they can't say a word. Now, I will say this. Uh, apologies if the dogs in the background They're are fucking annoying up. there, lad. <laughs> Put a muzzle on them, like bastards. Like it. Like John said, it's July 3rd, my neighbors are firing off illegal fireworks, but it's scaring my dogs. So, unfortunately, I'll try not to talk too much when the- I'll, I'll time it so I'm not talking when the dogs are barking. We'll, we'll radio in, you know. But, Andrew, we already heard- we already heard you on your fourth bot- which- fourth glass, which- isn't that a bottle? Isn't four glasses technically a bottle? For a bunch wine? of little glasses make a big glass, so, yeah, where are you at? <laughs> As heavy as I pour, it's actually uh, two and a half to three. That's what she said. <laughs> Make a bottle. So uh, you, you lost the accent there, John. You lose. No, I, no, <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't. I still got it. I still got it. He switched to a different accent. <laughs> no, but uh, I finished off, uh, got a good glass of uh, peach Rianiti, and then I finished that bottle off, and then I went to uh, uh, blackberry wine. What was the first thing? I'm not a wine drinker, so what was that? Uh, the brand is Rianiti. Okay, it's a brand. Is that a and, red uh, or a white? It is uh pink. Pink. <laughs> it's a mixture. <laughs> because it is peach. No, but I had the peach. <laughs> Got him. <'em. laughs> and then I had a glass of the blackberry. 
And then I open up a new bottle of the peach, and I am now two-thirds away through it. Nice, nice. What about you, John? What you got going on today? I uh, got a couple different things. Actually, no, not really. I only have one, and it's one I've already talked about on a previous episode. I have a little mini fridge here in my room now, so I uh, I got a little bit of loose cannon here from my uh, fellow pirates. Uh, I talked about it on a previous episode. I don't remember which number, uh, and I don't care to do the research. So um, already talked about it. Um, it's a uh, it's an IPA by Loose Cannon, or no, Loose Cannon is the name. It's by Heavy Seas, which is local brewery to us here in Maryland. Um, it's, it's good shit. I like it. It's, it's great if you like it. Now, I know it's a different accent, but I have a story about... It just reminds me of Ireland and when me and my wife went on honeymoon in Ireland. So, for our listeners out there, uh, I am your typical Irish-looking dude. I have red hair, and I'm pale as shit, and my beard is even redder. So, when we went to Ireland... Uh, we had, we were, we, we stopped and we, our first stop was Dublin. We stayed there for like three or four days and we had just walked around, you know, did some, some tourist stuff. And like day three, this, uh, couple had stopped us and I think they were Japanese. I don't honestly know, but they stopped us and asked me for directions. (laughs) And I gave my wife that look like, should I be an asshole and pretend I live here or should I just tell him I don't live here? So we ended up telling him, you know, we're tourists too. I don't, I don't, I can try and help you because we've seen a couple things, but that's, uh, that's my, that's my Ireland story. So like, no, all right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going back to me. I'm just, I'm not going to keep doing it. So who are you? When, when we did a family vacation a couple years ago, we went to Austria and Germany. For those of you that don't know, um, I look like I'm from Germany because I have greenish, bluish eyes, blonde hair. I, I fit in. <laughs> it's, the, it's the mustache. So we load onto the airplane out of, uh, it was Detroit that was flying into uh, Munich. And uh, as soon as I get on board, so like my wife, who is Argentinian, and my son board before me, and my son looks exactly like me. And the flight attendant didn't say anything. But when I got on the plane, she was like, Guten Tag, hallo. And I was like, hey. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> and then like a different flight attendant came like when they were doing the meal order. And she was like, you know, she was talking to me in German. I'm like, yeah, I'll have the chicken. <laughs> uh, like Wiener Schnitzel, yeah. I'm like, mm. that's not chicken. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> God, this episode is off the rails. We're recording a little bit later than we normally do. Um Oh, yeah. I am the host. I'm supposed to be doing all the segues. I hate segues. I fell off one once. Um, What is our topic today, gentlemen? Our topic we are doing. Oh, back it up. Back it up. Oh, what? What? You missed one. What are we we playing? Oh, shit. What (laughs) are we playing? That is how... That's our second question. That's how we start the show. Technically third. Technically third, because yes, we I introduced a new segment. So, fellas, what have we been playing since our last meeting? You just got pwned, 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 pwned. You just got pwned. Uh, so I beat Final Fantasy VII. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah. Golf clap, moved on golf to fi- clap. Yeah. Moved on to Final Fantasy VIII. And That's how numbers work. I, yes. Well, in Final Fantasy, you can never know because two was actually 
four and three is actually six unless you're playing the numbers because three is also on the DS and blah, 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 blah. But playing Final Fantasy VIII and I have been like steamrolling through it. Uh, I beat Final Fantasy VII. Andrew, when did I beat that? Like two weeks ago? Something like that, yeah. And I am already on the third disc of Final Fantasy VIII. And Final Fantasy VIII has four discs. It's not, disc three is not very long. I will say, uh, I was looking forward to Final Fantasy VIII because of Triple Triad, the card game, mini game that's in there. It's very, very fun. But I'm, I don't, I don't think I'm being burnt down on Final Fantasy. I just don't think Final Fantasy VIII is a very solid Final Fantasy game. Uh, it's very slow. Um, it's laborious. Outside of Triple Triad, I, there wasn't much redeeming in that game for me. But I'm also talking about 20 years ago when I played it. So, <laughs> I thought the draw system was really innovative, but the thing is, when you use the draw system, so you have to draw your magic. You have to actually either steal it from enemies mid-battle, or you have to get it from these little, like, purplish, uh, I don't know, like, confetti things on the ground. And it's very slow to begin with, So, and you can only steal it, so you can hold 100 pieces of magic. So you can hold 100 fires, 100 cures, so on and so forth. But then you can take those magics, and you can tie them to... Your strength, your vitality, your speed, all that stuff. So it actually makes it so you don't want to use your magic, which is really boring in a Final Fantasy to not use any of your magic and just solely like use your sword or your gun, whatever they're using. So I feel like it's a it's a step back with that. And like I said, it is very very slow. You can only draw nine a max of nine magic every time you draw for an, an enemy. And the animation cycle itself takes like 30 or 40 seconds. So it's it's literally you're just in a battle, just draw, 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 draw. And it's just, it's very time consuming, very tedious. The story doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, I just, I'm ready to go past. I, like I said, I don't think I'm getting burned out on Final Fantasy because I'm really excited for Final Fantasy Nine. really excited for Ten, And I'm really excited for the rest of them, honestly. Um, it's just eight. I was looking forward to it. I wanted to play Triple Triad again. I love Triple Triad. I've played Triple Triad for like four or five hours already on my save file. Um, but the game itself, just, it's a snooze fest. So are you are you going to do all the secondary games? Like, are you going to do 10-2 and then 13-2, yep. and all that? So gotcha. I'm going, the ones I'm going to do, the ones I have left are 9, 10, 10, 2, 12, 13, 13, 2, 13, 3, and 15. If I have time... I'm going to do Final Fantasy VII Remastered, since that just came out for the PS5 version. Uh, I'm, I want to do Tactics. Uh, I actually just bought Crystal Chronicles Remake for the Switch, so I want to do that. But we're getting... I mean, it's July 3rd now, like we said, and these following games... Like, 12 is by far the longest one from what I've read. Dude, it's like, 12 is super long. Have you played it before? I played it for half an hour because they just started with that new battle system and it like threw me for a loop and I was like, whoa, this isn't 10. I don't want to play this. Dude, the, the Gambit system is pretty cool because you set like it's you have 10 like c- circumstances. Like you can set your first one like ally less than 75% health heal. And if that like thing is not present, then you do your second one as attack with fire or blah, blah, blah. Like you set like your order of operations essentially. And it's it's pretty neat. But what's kind of trippy about it is it's the first Final Fantasy where you actually see your enemies. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but man, like my biggest gripe with that game is it takes uh, two of them, really. It takes forever and a year to level up your characters and you will spend literal 
days in between story elements and forget what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> Dude, I'm not even kidding. You're like, okay, I need to go to this place with the magical tree, but there's like 17,000 stops along the way. Why was I going to the magical tree in the first place? Like, <laughs> and it's, it is ridiculous. There isn't a magical tree. I'm just using that as a goofy example. But um, Every, before eight, one through six, it was all like, well, one through six was all like fantasy setting. Seven kind of had like that industrial feel, but still some magic elements to it. Eight tried to take itself so seriously until disc two, when you find out some alien is the one backing this whole garden. And then you find out that they're all adopted together. The story makes no sense. Like it's, it's just, I was telling Andrew that I I was reading that because there's dream sequences where you play three different characters. And that's, that's another thing that fucking annoys the shit at me. So you have to, you have to select all your summons. They're called GFs. You have to select all your summons, attach them to a person. You have to share magic between each other and you switch characters so freaking much it's uh, it's so time consuming to take the magic from this person and you can change them all, but sometimes it doesn't line up. Sometimes they just lose their magic. So you have to go through and spend another five minutes setting up your characters. It's very, it's very annoying. Like I said, it was, I could see where it was going and if they did it properly, it could have been good. I just don't think they did it properly. Sure. And, but that's, that's pretty much all I've been playing is just Final Fantasy VIII to answer your question. Yeah. Uh, but Andrew, what are you, what are you been playing there, Chief? Well, I'm, I've been sticking to, you know, the same laborious duo that you guys make fun of me for with Genshin Impact and Warzone. Not as often because me and my wife each actually recently took a vacation, our first vacation in five years since getting married on our anniversary. And so that was fun. And while I was gone, I wasn't able to do my dailies with Genshin Impact, but I had a chance of uh, just trying to, like, I even, I brought uh, an old Game Boy Color and Pokemon Yellow in anticipation of playing, but I didn't really play. I just relaxed, watched TV, a little bit of Avatar Last Airbender on loop in uh, on Netflix. But uh, I have been playing a mobile version, the Star Steel Fantasy, like I was saying, the Crunchyroll game. That's been kind of fun. And just a few days ago, I downloaded Sunhaven which was released on Steam. That's the one you were telling me about, right? The yes. um it's like a Harvest Moon RPG. It's it's like a um Stardew Valley meets uh Animal Crossing Harvest Moon with a little bit of D&D aspect. So you have magic, you have mythical creatures, you have different races and elements and whatnot with still the same farming aspect, but you also can go into combat and you gain uh, combat experience exploration experience you build relationships you do side quests and uh it's pretty fun so far i'm enjoying it now i do have a question not involving the game and what you've been playing but we got to see each other and we got to have uh some food and some drinks you know in person finally for like first time in a few years and you were pink as shit (laughs) from being sunburned how is that sunburn treating you so it healed up mostly, and like I mean, I was putting on uh, aloe like three times a day for about four or five days, and then it was just like you know it's not gonna heal up any better. It's gonna peel, and uh, like I waited. Okay, so we started our vacation on Saturday, and we didn't actually get down to Virginia Beach or Norfolk area in Virginia for our vacation until what was it Sunday Monday. And we didn't do anything beach-wise. Like, we went around uh, 
in Virginia Beach, we went to Bush Gardens and we did a couple like vacationy things, but on the Thursday, which is like two days before we came back, we're like, all right, let's, you know, let's try to finally hit up a beach. And it was windy as fuck and it was uh like overcast half the time and then not half the time. So you're getting cold while it's, you know, really windy with overcast and then the sun comes out and you feel so much better. And then you start feeling a little uh, hot and then you get overcast and you're getting cold. So, I mean, I already had some suntan lotion on, but it definitely wasn't enough for my Irish ass, so. There is nothing I enjoy about being sunburned, obviously, except for how good of a sleep you get on that, like, first day where it just drains <laughs> <slumber>. your energy. <laughs> oh, my. I, Beach I, day slumber. <laughs> when you get it with your head, oh, yeah, it's like it just drains you. You have nothing, like, when you get that, like, heat headache that you just want to lay down. But I can't, if I'm sunburned on my body, I do not get a good sleep because I can't lay down without feeling whatever kind of, physical reaction whether it's you know the pain from the sunburn whether it's the aloe sticking to uh, my shirt or the sheets or anything like that like i cannot get a good sleep man i i sleep like the dead that first night of sunburn like oh my gosh so tangent within a tangent within a tangent uh (laughs) how was bush gardens was it like packed was it you know did you did you go on some coasters we went on a couple like alpengeist and uh loch ness monster we went on Loch Ness Monster. We went on a couple other ones. Alpengeist was the shit when I first got there, man. Like, there were signs all up saying that, you know, a couple of them were closed. Like, the Rapids was closed. And a few different signs saying Alpengeist was closed. But then we get there, and then, oh, it's open. But then it ended up being... We were just starting to get exhausted from the day, so we didn't do Alpengeist. We did a couple other things, and... Uh, I mean, it was, it was fun overall. Right on. We had the food package that you have uh were there hot dogs in that package hey <laughs> um, got him. no there's like four different areas uh four different vendors and i say vendors loosely because it's not like a hot dog stand you see on the side it's an actual sit down and eat restaurant area ish that you have to wait in line and we, the lines were just freaking unbelievable um but you're able sorry to interrupt you was the park at full capacity or like on a limited thing i guess it was at full capacity oh, okay uh there, there were no signs really for masks um they weren't enforcing six foot distance people weren't wearing masks at their own uh liberal choosing but uh the the food the the package that emily got was it was 30 bucks each and you could get food every 90 minutes part of that package so you get an entree, you get a side, you get a drink every 90 minutes. So we tried to do our best to... <laughs> you get one between get each ride. <laughs> go, go stand in line for Big Bad Wolf and then come get your freaking hot dog. And you and you have a smaller line while waiting through Big Bad Wolf than you do actually getting your hot dog. Yeah, Jesus. All right, well, how do we segue into what I've been playing? Um, so, Well, John, what have you been playing? <laughs> um... <laughs> Really, really, two two games here. Um, one I downloaded uh, through PlayStation Plus. It was a game that was on my radar from last year. 
that I, uh, you know, kind of got some some harsh criticism, bad reviews, but since I've been playing it, it's been absolutely fine, and and I love uh, so far as Days Gone um, with uh, Sam Witwer, who was the the main guy from Force Unleashed, both those games, and been in other TVs and movies and shit. Um, man, like. If three of my favorite video game franchises, those being The Last of Us, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and the Tomb Raider reboot trilogy had like a video game three-way fuck fest, like it would be this game. Because like content-wise, it's a lot of The Last of Us. It's zombies and shit like that. Um, the map is very reticent of Horizon Zero Dawn for me. It's kind of uh, topographical so, and it's based in Oregon. So you see like the mountains and forests and, and forests, <laughs> if that's even a word, uh, forests and shit. That's, that's two forests. Yeah. Um, and then it, it's got a little like Tomb Raider vibes to it too, because you have like your survival instinct and some of the combat kind of reminds me of that. It's really freaking good. Uh, plays really, really smooth. Um, one thing that I will say about it that is a little negative, at least for me, um, it, it kind of does a little bit of a fallout thing where like, if, if you're not paying attention, you can totally find yourself overwhelmed by the zombies or what they call them in this game or freakers. So I was like, you know, opening up the map, the fog of war and all that shit. And I was going to, I saw this like side mission thing pop up. I was like, oh, cool. This abandoned train yard. Cool. Let's go do this. Cause up until this point, like most of the, the zombies have been like in packs of four or five or six, something like that, like something manageable. And I go to this this thing and there's literally like over a hundred of them. And I was like, dude, so unprepared. I didn't have like any bombs. My guns had like a combined 20 ammo a piece between my rifle and my, my pistol. I was like, and because I am an obnoxious, uh, stubborn gamer, I was like, well, I can, I can try this. And I was trying different strategies and I just kept getting rocked each time. And that's kind of when I rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily Broken rage controller no 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 no. i'm past those days uh, i didn't necessarily rage quit i was like well let's try a different game and so a game that kevin um had talked about and then sent me a amazon screenshot of was ghost of tsushima bros this game is awesome it is so damn good um andrew i don't know if you've put any more time into horizon um but it is it, like the feel not subject matter but like the map and how accessible it is kind of gives me some horizon vibes for sure uh the combat the gameplay oh my god dude it is it is so easy to get lost in this game and not like lost where you can't find yourself but like just to dive in and sink time into it like i've had it installed on my playstation now for, for like three days and i think i've put like seven hours in okay um the the one thing that i find a little just like I'm, that I'm kind of nitpicking at is the fog of war. Like in Horizon, you have the things called the tall necks where they're like these kind of goofy giraffe monsters where you, you climb up them and then you stick Aloy's like spear in the top and you override mm-hmm. them and you get to see more of the map. And like there's seven of them in the game. So each time you do one, like, I don't know, 15% of the map like appears. In Ghost of Tsushima, you'll do like the Mongol territories because the Mongols have invaded Tsushima. It'll just do like a little fog of war around that area. <laughs> like the the map is split into three areas and I'm still in act one. So I'm only in one area of the map and I, I'm seven hours in and I still have a third of the map's fog of war. And you, you unlock an entire that will uh, open up more of the fog of war. Like I've got it upgraded to the fullest thing and it'll 
unlock 30% more. But I'm like literally having to like zigzag across the map <laughs> like to unlock Fog of War and look at what the question marks are and all that shit. But dude, other than that, it is such a damn good game. Visually, absolutely stunning. The voice work, the music, everything in it is so good. Kev, I can't wait for you to unbox yours out of the cellophane and, and get into it. But man, it is so good. So good. I've heard a lot of good... uh good reviews about it yeah dude it seriously um very good game absolutely loving it right now i was uh texting with um cat and uh crowley in the discord just asking like because i I know they had covered it in uh bad gamers anonymous so i was kind of asking them what they thought of it and uh you know they both just raved about it so it was great all right that's what i've been playing before we get into the actual topic, uh, me and andrew told john before we started recording that we got him an xbox one yeah baby uh so, I know you haven't had much time to think, John, but what do you think might be the first game you play on Xbox since you've, you know, been playing PlayStation for so long? Oh, my God. You talked about how you never played Halo. You talked about how, um, what other classics there are on Xbox? Andrew, help me out here. Fable. Fable. Fable's a great one. You'll, you'll love Fable. Was Mass Effect an Xbox exclusive? No, that was on PlayStation. Yeah, okay. I seem to remember that because I think I, I, I definitely put time into the first one. I never finished that trilogy. See, it's really hard because once you get into like Xbox One territory and PS4, there's not that many exclusives. And Xbox has not been known for their exclusivity. But Halo, Halo for sure. Yeah, I'm much more of a single player guy because I suck at all things multiplayer. And that's kind of the draw for Xbox. So, like I said, with, with Halo, like I, Halo 1, 2, and 3. Those stories are top-notch. And Halo 2 is like the pinnacle of multiplayer, but the single-player as well is very good. Gotcha. It's also Gears of War. Gears of War is a very... That's that's a great story. You would love that, John. Yeah, I mean, and I love John DiMaggio, the the uh, voice actor who does uh, Marcus Phoenix. Um, I, I never played it, but I've watched a few guys play it. Like that, I think the first one came out when I was still in college. I remember the... Um, guys playing that one in the dorms for sure now i know a game you gotta play and it's not even for xbox one it's for xbox 360 it involves halo crackdown the original crackdown and the reason why that involves halo is because you had to buy crackdown to play the halo 3 multiplayer beta and i am so glad it did because that game is amazing you're just a superhero and you can upgrade your superhero abilities like you're, you're not a superhero but you might as well be you can like jump really high you can pick up cars and stuff but you can upgrade your abilities to jump even higher pick up heavier shit do more damage stuff like that that game is awesome you're a superhero cop man i mentioned it in my top 10 yes memories. yeah yes yes he did yes sir that one's a definite one we'll, we'll, we'll go with the list for john to play did you ever get into like uh strategy games almost like uh, like red alert or age of empires command and conquer like kind of thing um I got into, what was it called? Empire Earth? Does that sound like one? I think it was called Empire Earth. Okay. Um, That was kind of like, you know, your typical civilization building thing. It had like different uh, epochs of time. So you could start in like prehistoric and then you'd set your time as to when the the epoch would like uh, go to the next one. So and you go up to like World War II or something like that. Uh, That was fun. We used to play that at my old work a lot. On a similar premise, um, 
it once you start playing a little bit of Halo or getting into that aspect, there's also a similar game called Halo Wars, which it doesn't build into the building of civilizations, but it does work with, you know, building a base, creating troops, having equipment, and then, you know, trying to conquer other bases. Gotcha. Was, uh, Kev, was, uh, what was that? Mirror's Edge. Was oh, the that? parkour thing. Yeah, was that a exclusive Walmart? Um, exclusive Walmart. Exclusive Xbox? I don't think so. I think it was on PS3, but that is a very good game. I'm pretty sure uh, that was PS3. Very easy to get uh, motion sickness with as well. That whole thing is first person. Yep. Oh, so good. All the parkour. 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 Yeah, it, it, it was on PlayStation 3 as well. But we'll find you something to play. Sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into our topic time. This is going to be part one of a two-part episode, or I guess I should say two-part topic. We are counting down our top 10 video game characters. The reason why this is part one is we are counting down from 10. We're going to go to six. The next episode, I believe Kevin will be hosting, and we will count down our five through one. Gentlemen, which one of you wants to go first with your number 10 favorite video game character i'll go all right kevin who's your number 10 (laughs) got him well i'm gonna start this off by saying this counts as a character and i'll explain why it counts as a character after i name it and i also want to preface this by saying i know mr sean well if he listens to this episode i will know because he's going to pause the episode And he is going to text me, and he's going to call me a son of a bitch. Because my number 10 character is the L-Piece from Tetris. I know what you're thinking. That's not a character. Oh, 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 oh. Camefax has a character battle, and it's had one for quite a few years. And the reason why Mr. Sean's going to be texting me very angrily is because for the Camefax character battle of 2007, the L-Piece from Tetris won the entire thing of best character (laughs) it won on a technicality i mean it won it had the most votes um the way character battles work they literally come out with a tier and you just vote uh the very first um tiers they do every 12 hours and then they do every 24 24 hours after that the lps beat the likes of sephiroth cloud mario link master chief snake It beat all these characters. And the reason why it won was because people were so sick and tired of the same characters winning. Because they, like I said, they they would do this every year. And they would, you know, everyone could vote on who they wanted in. And then, you know, the same freaking characters would win. So some people were like, fuck it. We'll just, we'll put the LP from Tetris in there. And it literally destroyed the competition. That's like the people who put Mickey Mouse in when they vote president. (laughs) <laughs> and the reason why Sean was so mad was because you can create brackets for this and you can win money if you're right. And Sean is really is pretty good at doing these brackets. Uh, he's usually March Madness style. Yes. Yes, exactly. March Madness, except a much grander scope. I think it's like 100 characters or maybe even like 120. Holy shit. Yes. And it's not it's not like you get a perfect one. You win. Well, obviously you would win because, you know, the odds of that. But. Uh, you know, it goes by points and Sean was doing really well, except he never picked that L piece to win. I think he might've had it going through the first round as a, like a gag 
but not all the way to the end. So that's <laughs> so the fact of this thing destroying the game facts character battle in 2007, beating all these top tier characters. I was like, I've got to throw this into the ring. It's the funniest shit ever. I wish I could remember what the uh, the final battle was for like the ratio of how many pe- how many votes ahead. But God, it was so funny. So Sean. I'll be expecting a text from you as soon as you listen to this episode. So I love you, man. Two things. Yeah. How bad did you beat Sean? What in the the bracket? Yeah. No, I don't. Point I, wise, it is it is very time consuming to pick brackets. So I I sometimes do. I get to the point where like I'm like taking it seriously for the first fifty. Right. And after that, I'm like, let me get the because you got to go through the fifty, and then you got to do the next twenty five, and so on and so forth. I'm just like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want the two hundred dollar gift card. But Sean loves them. They haven't done one in a while. Uh, it wasn't because of this. I think they just got like I said every every time same character won. But it was really cool because you would go to the website and. They would update the character art every day with some user-created art. So it was really cool just to go to the website, see who was winning. Me and him would text back and forth like, oh my god, did you see that um, Celeste was winning? And he'd be like, yeah, but it's 8 a.m. You gotta wait for the West Coasters to wake up and vote, and that'll change the tides. It's 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 so fun just to talk about it. And I, I, I wish they would come out and have another one just like me and Sean could have a conversation about it. But no, that's definitely number, number 10, LPs from Tetris. So second thing. For listeners who are like, who in the hell is this Mr. Sean character? I swear he's a real person. He graduated in the same class as Andrew and I from the same high school. <laughs> we played soccer together. Uh, Mr. Sean is a real person. He's a friend of, of ours. <laughs> um, we might have him on. I say we, but it may be Andrew and uh, Kevin may have him on as a co-host when my wife finally gives birth at the time of this recording she has not yet birthed our second child but by the time this is out it will definitely have happened um now so. we haven't discussed this with mr sean but oh no we're dragging him in we're dragging him yeah. in <laughs> mr sean is a very good friend of ours all, all three of ours we we spent many a summers together just either playing basketball playing uh all kinds of video games um just a really good dude in general Hanging and, out, going to movies, getting food, chilling at the food court. Oh, and oh, yeah. it, just in case, I will say this, all right? We've been talking about the one event of Mr. Sean and the Halo tournament. He could set the record straight, for real, for he, real. He says that that's not the way it happened, Andrew. And I told him I can't remember, probably because a few concussions will do that to you, but He's saying that you're a bold-faced liar and that you have uh, a memory problem because that's not what happened. To so, be honest, I very well may have a memory problem, and that is okay. <laughs> I uh, will definitely love to have Sean come on and share his piece. I will not disparage it and say it is otherwise because I'm just saying how I might remember it. It may not be right, but it's how I remember it, and Sean may have a better memory of it. I want to... I wanted to set the record straight for our listeners that Sean's attesting to it, and I can't remember, and Andrew has it one way. So we'll get to the and bottom of this. all you're doing is hearing the one way. So We're going to yeah, get that kid on here, all right? We're going to figure out where he is. We're going to battle live on the show. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna have a YouTube video of it. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, way back in episode one, Andrew, one of Andrew's top ten moments was a Halo... 
believe Halo 2 battle, right? And and Mr. Sean lost to a five-year-old. That is the alleged story. Allegedly lost to a five-year-old. Now, in all fairness, if I do remember it right, that five-year-old would have kicked my ass too. Oh, yeah. he Sean just had the unfortunate uh, pairings of being paired up against And him. there was also the fact that he could probably kick your ass in Halo. <laughs> Got him. But he no. has a real good shin kick. I wish I could remember, but uh, you know what? I'm going to believe Sean. You know, I'm picking sides. I'm believing Sean. I, I believe Sean whooped that kid's ass in the video game, not any sort of other way. End of story. So it's two against one. We're going to get to the bottom of this, though. So, Mr. Sean, if you're listening... I'm on your side there, champ. All right. Now, Andrew, what is your number 10? This this, ta- <laughs> this tangent lasted a long ass time. I was going to get I was going to get him so good, John. I was going to be like, "Andrew, are you ready to hear John's number 10?" <laughs> <laughs> no. Dang. Go ahead, Andrew. No, so my uh, number 10 my- is <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So my number 10 is probably going to be a little uh little uh controversial to my character you know and everything that i've normally talked about or all the video games that i normally play but my number 10 of the top 10 is link from the legend of zelda games now as much as i enjoy the zelda games and as much as i love playing them and uh playing them to completion playing them over and over again and all the memories that i have with them link doesn't change much like his his uh character is of courage and stoic and whatnot from basically the beginning he just doesn't know it yet and as he progresses through different games his attire and his physique may change but for the most part link is link but he has gone through several different experiences and several different games working with time working with magic working with um trains planes automobiles and having all sorts of different experiences that have made link a progressible character but not more than a top 10 to me funny enough i know people were thinking like when they hear that we have a top like this episode is going to be about top 10 characters they're already thinking like oh god we already know kevin's going to go on and on about legend of zelda he's going to talk about metal gear solid i'm going to say right now link not even on my top ten. Like he is a silent protagonist. Uh, I like I picked kind of stuff that was like maybe some of them are character development. Some of them are the ones that I just really did love. And I love the Legend of Zelda series, but like I said, Link doesn't talk in almost any of his games. So I couldn't really, in all fairness, pick him. Spoiler alert for me, I talk a shit ton about Uncharted. Nathan Drake is sure as shit on my list, but you might have to tune in to next episode until we get to that number. Spoilers number one. No. Oh. No, oh. Not number one, but again, little 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 sneak peek, little little uh yeah. Just just come back in two weeks and uh yeah, you'll you'll figure it out. Well what's number one oh? One O, also known as mm-hmm. Ten. Um, so this was my favorite character in the first ever like side-scrolling fighting game uh, that I played, um, or just fighting game in general. And that was Mortal Kombat. Uh, I know I've re- I-, I had talked about playing Shinobi Three. Uh, that's just a little bit different thing, but this was like the first time playing a uh, fighting game with like other people. 
um, Mortal Kombat. And my, my go-to dude, my guy to play with was Scorpion, man. Just for the sheer fact of the, get over here! You know what, you, you guys know what I'm talking about. He throws out Why'd the Why'd you thing. sound like Hulk Hogan when you did that? <laughs> That's what he sounds like in the game. Hulk Hogan voiced him. Get over here, lad. I'm going to... <laughs> get over here, brother. I'm going to uppercut you into this pit with spikes in it. No, like, um, I can do it as walking if you want. Hey, get over here. I'm going to punch you in the face. Um, there you go. There, there's your walking for this episode. Um, but yeah, Scorp- Scorpion was my dude. He was cool as shit to play with. Um, he, he was just a badass. They, they kind of did him dirty in that 1996 movie. I just think that that movie just for a lot of reasons kind of blows uh <laughs> but um aren't they redoing one though they're aren't they re- yeah the time of this recording that done? movie's already out bro it's really good uh i have not seen it uh kev <laughs> we alluded to it uh on a previous episode you were wanting to know if there was the nintendo version without blood um do, <laughs> yeah. do you know if that yeah. came to fruition no or not? <laughs> no they didn't take my idea I, I i've emailed them numerous emails and i have not gotten reply yet, i'm sure so. you did but um yeah for me man scorpion was just such a cool character um it just really for that one move man like i i would always sit i forget what the actual button combination was for it but just to send that little thing out of his hand and then uppercut someone was just such a cool ass feeling um yeah man number 10 for me is scorpion get over here brother scorpion was always fun to play but i preferred sub-zero i was gonna say i was like it and if it's not scorpion everyone other other favorite was either sub-zero i know a, a lot of people that used Raiden for that like the two moves where you can send them across the screen or the the vertical the one vertical teleport yeah. Well, what about the uh, the bicycle kick? Oh, yeah. Liu Kang? That was Liu Kang, bro. Yeah. That was Liu Kang. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I was just saying, like, different characters move. Yeah. So He was just saying, he's proven that he knows what Mortal Kombat is, is what I, he's doing. I played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy with the hat. That guy with the hat and has got lightning or something comes out of his ass. I don't know. All right. Let's shoot it back over to Mr. Kevy. Uh, what's your number nine? Uh, this Andrew, one's a how about ex- your number nine? Got him. Got him. <laughs> Just kidding. Kevin, go ahead. Man. <laughs> so mine's a little cheating. Uh, it's actually two characters, but they fit in a backpack, so it counts. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, nice. I just, I don't know if it's the art style or the music or just that it filled that Donkey Kong Country kind of void in my heart, but I absolutely love that game, and I love that character. Just uh, Banjo was just that little just it, it it just fills me with like just joy hearing that. And it always you, gave me like goofy vibes. <laughs> and then the little bird uh, always squawking, Kazooie always, and she always had like the 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 harshest things to say. Like she always called uh, the little mole like. Uh, Gla- uh, bottles that's what it, i always call them they, they start making fun of his glasses or whatever yeah and like i remember bottles was trying to teach you how to shoot eggs and like kazooie's like you wanted me to shoot from where <laughs> but it's just like the little nuances of that game i just it's such an adorable character and i i i love playing the game i love playing and when you do the little kazooie walk and all you hear is buck 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 how many times my mom yelled at me to turn down the the goddamn volume on the TV because she was so tired of hearing that? 
Oh man. So that's probably why it's it's so it's on my list, but it's I don't know. They did a really good job of making it an adorable character that could still beat the hell out of things like carrots and onions and just random ass assortment of food items along with like not food items like uh, big ass gorillas and stuff like that. So number nine, Monsieur, Banjo and Miss Kazooie. Very nice. Very nice. Now I think, you know, mine won't really compare or really have a good contrast with that, but I'd have to say for my number nine, it's going to be Rockman, Mega Man. Nice Japanese reference. You know, it started out with, you know, the Japanese Rockman, and then it became the American Mega Man. But then he went through all sorts of different, from Game Boy all the way up through, I think, even some of the current games. But, I mean, I played the hell out of some Game Boy games, some Nintendo games, Super Nintendo and when he came out with Mega Man X, that slight upgrade of a character, of a personality development, then you had X 2, 3, all the way up through. And it just, there there was a lot of build of what they did, what they went through. And now some of the, some of the bosses always seem like, you know, the repetitive, silly, like, Power Rangers villains. Like, oh no, who just jumped out right now? Oh, it's an armadillo that has a shield. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll do something of a similar, or uh, what? what is it, uh, an opposite reaction type on them, and then I'll get theirs. I'll, I'll, I'll get their power. A lot of that was fun, and the way that it kind of coined in together and played together for you to beat the game and to beat the levels, find the Easter eggs, those were always fun. And then whenever it went from, you know, okay, you have energy canisters in the beginning, and then, oh, well, you can have spare energy canisters, and you can have, you know, build up armors and weapons and upgrades. And they even came out with, what was it, Mega Man Legends mm-hmm. on the PlayStation, and I played that for a little bit, and I tried to get into it, and it, it was fun, but it was just too different for me at, at some points and I think I kind of lost interest in that but and then they tried to revamp it for the kids again and bring uh, Mega Man Network in for the Game Boy Advance games such a broad range and to start out in a foreign country as most of our games do from Nintendo and such but then to be uh, nationalized over here and then altered and even just, you know, have its own differences that are just merged or separate. I I enjoy Rockman Mega Man as my number nine. That's cool, man. I like it. Um, all right, my number nine. And I'm, as I'm looking at our show doc, I did not put it uh, at number nine on purpose. <laughs> but I realized that this character is in the ninth in uh title of this game it's vv from final fantasy 9 um i knew it vv is my favorite character in that game by and large uh like i mean all right so i love zidane i love garnet um uh braun kuja like you know uh garland like i i love pretty much all the characters in that game but um vv for me like kind of uh like kevin with uh banjo kazooie you know it's a story of this adorable little guy um he's innocent 
He's also like naive, but he was kind of made in this factory. He's this very powerful black mage and kind of traditional, uh, kind of going all the way back to Final Fantasy 1-like style of Black Mage, and he's really kind of performs as, like, the heart of that game. Like, you you know Vivi's character and his motivations f- from the get-go, from the time that you meet him in that game and the entire time that he's in your party. Um, and he's just a badass Black Mage, man. Like, uh, I love this the, like, conversation that he has with Steiner early on in the game, uh, and, he's, and Steiner's like, hey, do you think you could do this fire sword thing? And they unlock some ridiculous combos where um, if you have them both in your party, Vivi is able to vamp up Steiner, who is kind of like your tank character uh, with like special abilities. You're able to give them like attacks with the various magic elements, fire, uh, water, ice, thunder, like all these things. And it's it's freaking cool. Um and then he has his moments where he really shines uh, in the story, where he's figuring out kind of where he came from. Goes through some really weird shit in the in the story, like his adoptive father wants to eat him, and like <laughs> it is some random ass stuff within the story of Final Fantasy IX. And he's he's spoiler, he only has like a year to live, and he he makes all of these like heartfelt choices, and is really kind of like this like in the in the middle, kind of in the center, like. Um, personality wise and you you know his motivations and his character from the get and i I just i absolutely love that in a character he's very well written um so yeah vivi final fantasy 9 definitely my favorite of that final fantasy it was the first final fantasy game i ever played i borrowed it from andrew um and i blew through it like in less than a month um i really got hooked on final fantasy 9 love that game so that's my number nine we will throw it back over to kevin for his number eight. Uh, Ross from Friends. Andrew. <laughs> they had a game, right? You actually could put him that high up the list? At number eight? There's only yeah. six of them. I like... Right, but there's there's plenty of side characters that are so much better. You ever wonder how, like, uh, Chandler and Joey were such big diehard fans, but then when uh, Rachel started dating Bruce Willis, they didn't recognize him? Do you guys ever... Dude, it's been such a long time since I've seen the episodes with Sorry. Bruce Willis. I watched it when I was injured. I never watched Friends before until I was injured, and I just breezed through that. And I was like, this is a pretty good white show. When Emily and I first started dating, yeah, that we went through Friends, uh, I think, on our second year together. But no. Rachel. No, I'm sorry. Ross from Friends, number eight. Andrew? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, my number eight, uh, it comes from a video game called Max Payne, and the character's name is... Max Payne, go figure. Um, very, I really enjoyed the way they wrote Max Payne. Um, he starts off really fucked up, and I remember it actually like terrifying me when you it does like a playback and you come home from work and your I think your doors kicked in and you have to go through Max Payne's house and there's shit thrown about and you go upstairs and the baby's crib is knocked over and you can't find your wife and it's like I, th- I think the baby's crying like in the background of like his head and you can hear his wife like calling for him and i remember that like creeping me the hell out as a kid and just seeing him just get filled with rage and wanting to just get revenge and like try and get his wife kid back which obviously you know he can't but that's uh i thought it was because uh they were killed yeah, they were. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He can't. He wants right, to. Yeah. But 
But no, it was... Um, just totally disregard the movie starring Marky Mark, because that movie sucks and pretty much had nothing to do with I the game. I forgot that was a movie. Yeah, dude. Honestly. Yeah, yeah that movie didn't that have, like, blows ass. Didn't that like, have like some kind of dinosaurs in it? Not dinosaurs, but like some kind of weird-ass birds in it or something? Uh, Wasn't there like a fever dream segment? Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was just some weird stuff going on in that movie. It was very, it was very bad, very bad. Don't watch it. The game is better, much yeah. better. And of course, I, I actually never played the third one. Um, yeah, I didn't like the look of it. I didn't, and it, it was it was at that point. I had this philosophy where if something takes too long to come out, it's probably not worth it. That's uh, what she said. <laughs> it is worth it then. Uh, but Max Payne 2 came out when I was in high school. Max Payne 3 came out when it was like, it was PS3, I think, near the end of its life cycle. And it was, and I remember that because it's one of those, it's one of those games where they had a shoehorned multiplayer in there for no fucking reason, just like they did Tomb Raider. Max Payne 3, Tomb Raider does not need multiplayer. They are single player focused games. Spend your time on that. I've already talked about this before and how I feel about that. But that's why I didn't play it, because I figured they spent more time trying to get the online than the actual single player. But Max Payne 1 and 2, great storyline, great character development of Max Payne himself. And of course, uh, he spends time with that one chick. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on her name. But the the, the, like, the little kind of love story, but him still trying to fight for his wife, was I think was beautifully well written. So that's, that's why I place him at number 8 on my list. Andrew? Your number eight. So my number eight still goes back with a lot of uh, games that we played growing up, and it involves Pokemon. The very first Pokemon that you play, you play as red, not red, or um, red or blue, yeah, or red or blue. Well, or in my case, growing up, it was always Andrew and Kevin. Kevin was my rival every single time, and you know, I thought I was yours. Maybe not. It's okay if I wasn't. But just trying to just trying to remember uh, going back to all the different Pokemon games, and yes, there's there, there's a lot of Pokemon games, but they're not all Ash or Red because you can't really continue through with the same starting character in each starting island with the new starting trio. And you come across with a different a different starting character for Kanto or and Johto and for uh, all the other places that as you go along and there's there's new starting characters. It was kind of interesting. It was kind of fun, but I felt like you know it was I don't know somewhat lacking because it still wanted to go to the same premise of yes, go and catch all the Pokemon, but we're gonna try to give you a backstory. And we're going to try to keep it consistent, but it's not consistent. And honestly, I don't know much anymore because I'm on my fifth glass of wine and I'm starting to kind of lose it. <laughs> well, thank God we're on number eight. All right. Yes. All right, John, what's your number eight? All right. Uh, Kevin talked about this character in his top 10 memorable moments. So if you have not listened to episode one, go back and do that. I apologize in advance for my shitty audio. But um, <laughs> the game is Walking Dead, the Telltale's um, game. And the character is Clementine, the little girl who you come across um, in the first 
part of uh like th- those that game was released in like what was it five episodes i think kev you can correct me yep. if i'm wrong um so she's like this little seven eight nine year old girl that you come across and she's just super sweet as hell and as kevin mentioned spoiler if you haven't played it but by the end of the fifth episode of season one you end up having to shoot the guy or you have the choice to to just let him turn into a zombie or you can shoot the guy who's been taking care of you which is lee and then when season two comes out you get a i think it's set like what is it three or four years after and it's kind of a little bit more adult clementine even though she's only like 13 or 14 at the time but such a just a memorable character her character arc is absolutely incredible i encourage anyone who uh is a fan of walking dead to play this game it has like a single tie-in to the TV show. It's just kind of set during the same time period um, and kind of, you know, during the same zombie outbreak. Um, And the name Clementine, uh, just fun fact, not video game related, um, is the inspiration for the name that my wife and I have picked out for our daughter, um, which will be Clementina. So, um, yeah. So once, actually by the time this episode airs, Clementina will be here in the world. And uh, yeah, so Clementine, cute as can be, love the name. Um, so yeah, that's my number eight. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. It's, a great, it's, a, it's a great number eight. That's a great number eight. Kev, how about your number seven? All right. I'm going to let you guys guess. Taylor from Friends. Yes. Oh my God. We're He's number one. <laughs> keeping the Friends uh, train actually, rolling. It's actually uh, Sporty Spice from Spice Girls, which was a game. On GameCube, that was very shitty. I do remember this. Oh my Actually, god! Actually, it was it was a PS One game. It was like a rhythm game. Yeah, it was like before Dance Dance Revolution was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I'll let you guys guess. I'll say the name of the game, and you guys have to figure out which one it is. All right, it's Command and Conquer. Who do you think it is? Are we talking Red Alert? Yes. Um, is it Yuri, or nope. is it Tanya? Nope. John, did you ever play Command and Conquer? Uh, negative Ghost Rider. I'm sorry. All right. Well. You might get this reference. I'll be stoned I'm not to death sure. now. It's actually Tim Curry when he goes, uh, "What's the line?" He goes, uh, "Wait, the actor I'm escaping- Tim Curry?" Like, yeah, yeah, he's in he's in Command and Conquer. Oh damn! So he goes, he's he because Command and Conquer has these really shitty FMVs where they get these like semi famous people. Obviously, Tim Curry is very famous, but yeah, Rocky Horror Picture time, Show and yeah. some other shit. But he's like. He's this Russian, and he's like, I'm going to go to the one place where they can't get me. Space! <laughs> but no, it's not Tim Curry. It's actually Andrew, yes, it is Yuri uh, from Command and Conquer. Yuri was uh, a Russian. He was actually a Soviet. And he was a powerful psychic. And he was on the bad team. And he was this really cool character. Uh, the reason why I like him so much is because... When you played as multiplayer, you could play as uh, Yuri in the expansion Yuri's Revenge. And I remember I didn't have a PC at the time, but I was always going over to Andrew's house. And he had Command and Conquer too, and he had Yuri's Revenge. And we would play, uh, like we would start a multiplayer file on the PC while the other, you know, while I would do that while Andrew was playing something on GameCube, probably um, Skies of Arcadia, I think around that time. Um, But with his character special ability was you can like take over people but he could have these like russian slaves and they would just say the dumbest things ever when you clicked on them (laughs) so you would click on them so you would you would have them it's um it's an rts i think is what it's labeled as 
uh, Command and Conquer is. And you would have to go, if you ever played StarCraft or anything like that, just like that, except it's like futuristic warfare and not as futuristic as StarCraft, obviously. Um, But you would have to go and collect minerals and stuff like that to create all your resources. But Yuri had like Russian slaves and whenever you clicked on them, you would take them to go over there and they would just go in the most depressing voice. Yes, master. What do you want? What is it now? And then you can create these, like, grinders, not the app, but these, like, things that you could put the slaves into, and they would give you currency. Uh, and he was just, like, a really cool character, because you could actually use him. Like, most of the time, if you picked, like, U.S., they would have the Blue Angels, and um, some place had, like, a nuke, stuff like that. But Yuri, his special person was him, and you can go out into the field and he was just a badass, and it was so awesome. And his uh, his FMVs were really cool to watch. Not as cool as Tim Curry's in space, uh, but definitely definitely a great character overall for me. So that's that's my number seven, Yuri from Command and Conca. America had uh, uh, paratroopers. Was it paratroopers? Oh man, I thought it was the and Blue Angel. Great Britain, Great Britain had snipers. The snipers were crazy. You remember the dogs? Those dogs would tear you up, man. Fantastic. What you got next there, Mr. Andrew? So next, as much as I do love the game and as much as I do love all the the remakes and everything that they've done with it, it's a little low on the list. And just like John with Vivi. Who was in Final Fantasy IX and you're on your number <laughs> seven and have a character from... Go ahead. Final Fantasy VII. Mm. It's Cloud Strife. Tifa. Yeah. For two reasons. No, he's an Aerith fan. He's Team Aerith. <laughs> She's dead. Gotta move on, John. <laughs> hey, I'm a Tifa fanboy myself, but Andrew has always been on Team Aerith. Red 13. <laughs> I like pushy catch. <laughs> no, but like for the most part, a lot of Cloud's persona and character in Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation, it was, you know... He didn't say anything because you chose what he was saying. It still kind of followed along with the 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 destiny of what you needed to do. But, I mean, you could still kind of choose how you wanted to interact and what kind of things you wanted to say with still basically the same outcome. But, it, I mean, he almost seemed kind of robotic, but that was part of the soldier in him. And that was part of this and that as well. And it was also part of, you know, building on all the other surrounding characters and side characters. And it's not until you actually get further along and you, as great as the game did, oh, then that's whenever they did Advent Children. And, oh, he has a little more of a personality now. And you can actually see the interactions and see how they interact and he reacts with other people, including Tifa and Barrett and Yuffie and all them. And even Sephiroth. Well. And then you kind of realize how, uh, in what was it, Crisis Core, you get to play with as Zack, and you get to kind of see who he's basically modeling after. And it, it leads more to the backstory of Cloud and of who he is now because of what he's been through. And, you know, you see that as well in the remake a little more with the high def and how they did it a little better with the story and a little more in-depth. And, I mean, he's gotten so popular now that they even threw him in Super Smash Brothers. And even, uh, like, so they, they've continued to kind of use him 
and to give him more than just his three discs of fame. I really like what they did with him character-wise in Final Fantasy VII Remake. And the voice actor that they... I, I'm blanking on his name, but the voice actor really does a great job of the certain inflections of like his emotions and things like that. Like They really fleshed him out in a way that I just didn't think was possible. Like For me, Cloud Strife in Final Fantasy VII was just this emotional-ass, like angsty teenager like <laughs> that's just like kind of what i got out of him but again it was like 20 years ago when i played that game but what they did with him in remake was really really interesting um and i thought was was like a breath of fresh air i really liked what they did and again like i'll i'll give props to the the voice actor man it really final fantasy 7 remake has some of the best voice acting of any game very well done did you ever see the video of the Aerith voice actor for English, Brianna White? Yeah, dude, she's awesome. Uh, she, Strange she, Rebel Gaming. She uh she played the game for the first time on Twitch. Yeah, and she like cried yes. when she first heard her yeah. her voice. Yes. She's like, "That's me." Yeah, like I, that was that was that was adorable. Her, her clip of her listening to Aerith cuss for the first time is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Brianna White, Strange Rebel Gaming. If you ever find yourself listening to this, that is great. Thank you. Welcome into the lounge. Um, also, Cody Christian. Was he, uh, he played, Cloud? He voiced, he, Cloud. he voiced Cloud. That is a great number seven. We will uh, transition over to me. So Kevin kind of was the first one to cheat, so I'll just piggyback off of him. I'm kind of doing a two-parter here for my number seven. I absolutely love the Batman... Arkham series um, and the fact that we got to have Mark Hamill back as the Joker and then Kevin Conroy as Batman and what they did story-wise just with those two characters and how they really needed one another that story was so fleshed out over the course of those games and the voice acting for those two and even a lot of the other side characters Penguin, Riddler, like uh, Black Mask, like all of these characters very well done um Man, absolutely enjoy the Arkham series, what they did in those games. Um, just nothing short of phenomenal. That first game uh, from Rocksteady back in 09, like, really kind of came out of nowhere. There hadn't been a good Batman game. And then this game just comes out of nowhere. Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy, like I said, back in the in their roles. Like, I don't know if you two guys, well, yeah, I mean, we're not that far apart in age with, with Kevin, but um, did you guys grow up watching the animated series? Yep. Loved the Dude, the animated series. series was amazing. And then to hear those voices again and play as those characters was just, oh my God, man. That was. Dude, my, my childhood was kind of like mind blown when I realized that the person that I idolized growing up as the voice of the Joker yeah. was fucking Luke Skywalker. Yes. <laughs> like... yes. Um, yeah, so Batman. And Joker, I'm kind of doing a two-parter here. I'm cheating, but it's fine. It's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, we make our rules up on the spot. <laughs> so, and then forget them by next And week. then forget them by the next episode. Indeed. So that is my number seven. All right, to finish us up, because we're only counting down to number six. So, Kevin, what is your number six, my dude? Well, uh, our Canadian friends... Over at Spoil They Die, we'll appreciate this, Cat and Logan. Because uh, I'm picking Trevor Phillips from GTA V, who was voiced by one Stephen Ogg, who is Canadian. Um, 
he's also in Better Call Saul. Uh, tremendous actor and great voice actor. He's been in a few other games, but just his character is just so goddamn hilarious. He plays it's a in GTA Five. I'm sorry if I didn't mention that. Um, he's one of the three play, playable characters you can have in GTA Five, and he's just like this redneck straight out of a trailer hillbilly who just does whatever he wants says whatever he wants at any point in time and it just leaves the most like hilarious moments in the game there's one mission where like you have to set this entire barn on fire because they're cooking meth in your territory or something and just his one-liners and just his deliverance of them. Just like I, it might even be Stephen Ogg himself instead of Trevor Phillips, but he he absolutely destroys this character. It's it's amazing just playing it. Like I I go back. I've played through it like two or three times, probably because they remade it two or three goddamn times instead of making GTA Six. But yeah, that is uh, it is now spanned. What, what what was the stat you posted the other day? Andrew, it was like three console generations in nine years. Three consoles in well, it's since uh, 2013, I believe. Yeah, because P- it's, it's almost like Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, because PS2 had Grand Theft Auto 3, which brought the series back, which was amazing. Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto uh, Vice City, which was perfection from the gameplay to Ooh, the nice music. Pipe. It was amazing, and then Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which was also a masterpiece. Those three games were masterpieces. Then we got Grand Theft Auto 4 on the Xbox 360. And then we got Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, I'm sorry, Xbox 360 and PS3. We got Grand Theft Auto 5 at the tail end of Xbox 360, PS3. Then we got it for Xbox One and PS4. And now we're going to get it for Grand Theft, uh, Grand Theft Auto 5, PS5, and Xbox Series X for whatever reasons, because we need a third variation of it. But enough of that. Um, I have played through, and I'm probably going to be a sucker and buy it for the Xbox Series X, because why not? Because I want to play as Trevor again, because it's so fun just playing as that character and just how how much that character just feels alive, as corny as that sounds, just in that game. Like, he honestly, like, he's somebody that I could probably, I would probably know, but I wouldn't tell people I associate with him, if that makes sense. He's just a very funny guy. And it's mostly because of how much an asshole he is. And it, he's just awesome. So there you go. There's my Canadian number six. We all had to have one Canadian. I think John's was... Um, John, who was your Canadian on there? Scorpion. Don't they have scorpions in Canada? Yeah, somewhere. Get over here, eh? <laughs> they probably have the Super Nintendo only over there. Yeah. Oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Did that pierce your heart? <laughs> sorry, I uppercut you in some spikes, eh? Sorry. <laughs> no, the Canadian guy for Mortal Kombat was the guy that said whoopsie every time you uppercut somebody. Whoopsie! whoopsie. <laughs> so, Andrew, what's your Canadian number six? Well, from the Kingdom of Hearts, <laughs> Canada. Uh, no, I, I, I picked Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Um, I haven't played three yet. And God, I, I I don't even know if I, like, it's been so long, I don't even remember if I played or how much I've played of two. But I've played one, and I know that there's a lot of different uh, character developments that at least that, that goes on from Sora not only experiencing everything that he does as a young age, but then growing up, and then his interactions with his rival and with Kira, and then going through and everything that they deal with. I mean, there's a lot of character development. Um, 
that works for a multitude of generations because you know kids will love it for the playful aspect and they'll see all the little uh blue and green orbs and they'll think oh it's fun it's playful but then adults will play it as well realizing oh there's the lion king there's uh aladdin and everything and pinocchio and these are all things that i can relate to as well and all the while you're playing with a character that actually has uh character development and progression and to be honest i'm actually excited because one of the last times i saw you kev i was able to get kingdom hearts 3 from you and i'm looking forward to playing through and actually finishing that trilogy to see how far that development goes and how the story actually wraps up because i've been trying my best i know it's a little old to touch old now but i've been trying my best to not see any spoilers about it well here's a spoiler uh i've heard it's not that good <laughs> it's another one of those things where it just took too long to come out i think see, that was a perfect plug you should have been like spoiler they die because <laughs> we're, we're on the canadian thing so yeah wait what is that? Uh, that's another podcast on our network. Spoiler, they die. Cat and Logan. Uh, we plugged them. They speak French or something. I don't know. We I plugged them a I couple episodes ago. Canadian. I can't, I can't understand a lick of what they're saying. This is 4th of July weekend. We don't talk about Canada. Did, did you guys ever see the Ali G skit where he's sitting down with Steve Nash? This this is like four or five years ago. So, so it's Sacha Baron Cohen, and he's sitting down with Steve Nash. It was after he won his second straight MVP. And so Ali G's sitting there with him. He's like, hey, I'm sitting here with my main man. It's Steve Nash. He was last season's MP3. And Steve Nash is like, "Uh, no, I was the MVP. He's like, that's what I said, the MP3. He's like, no, no, MVP. He's like, look, you're Canadian. You don't even speak English. He's like, no, we speak English. He's like, what's that? Can I understand what you're saying? Must be speaking Canada. <laughs> it's one of the funniest little skits ever, man. Sasha Barrett Cohen never breaks character, ever, no matter which one of his characters he's doing. Do you think Kat and Logan ever invite us to their podcast and we can just do that? Oh, yeah, for like, an episode of Spoiler <laughs> They Lounge or yeah. Video They Die or yeah, yeah. whatever we're no, calling it. No, we can it. do Spoiler They Die. I'll just talk about a movie I watched where some character died. Yeah. You believe Alan Rickman got shoved off that building? It's crazy. Shoot the glass. <laughs> um, how many how many uh, things can I put in this episode? I, I have no idea. I've lost track. Uh, I'm like three beers in. Uh, all right, we're gonna end it with my number six, and this is a video game series. You guys know about it that I, Kevin and I have talked a lot about. It's Metal Gear Solid, and you're probably thinking, "Oh, he's gonna mention Solid Snake," but oh, I have a surprise for you, people. Um, my favorite character in the series, bar none. Uh, and he's in every game. You never know what he's doing because he's double and triple crossing everybody. The box. And he's got a cool freaking weapon. It's Revolver Ocelot. He is the fucking man. Um, my favorite iteration of him is uh, in Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, where he's a younger dude. He's just gotten into Gru, uh, which is the, the Russian like operations unit. And spoiler, in that game, he's double and triple crossing everybody. You think he's working with Volgan, who is like the evil Russian commander, but he's actually supposed to be your contact, whose name was Adam, and he's double crossing them. He's actually working for the president of the United States. Like, there's just shit going on with Revolver Ocelot in every game, whether it's the original Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 4. 
Like he is just double and triple crossing everybody. Um, it, he's just such a very well written character. I love that he's been in all of the games. Um, so yeah, Kev, thoughts on Revolver Ocelot or Liquid Ocelot uh, and Metal Gear Solid Four? Especially in, in three, I don't know how many times I watched him when you right before you do the boss battle with him in that little chasm when he's like throwing the guns up in the air. Oh, he's dude. just like doing the little twirly twirls. Yeah. God, it was so cool. And how much snake? Uh, well, I'm sorry. Um, naked snake. Yeah. Uh, like owns him because he's talking about like how he's got the special grip and it gives him no tactical advantage. Yeah. And all that, and it's like you know what? Because of him, he turns into this fucking amazing uh, shooter in the future. So it's because of him that it turns into this. Nah, it's he's a great character. Well, because he he starts, dude. His first scene in that game when he's introduced and he's shooting all the guys. He's got a Makarov, which was an eight shot gun, and then um, and it jams on him. Because he does this because he does a special uh, load. Yeah, and then Naked Snake says hey you should maybe really think of a revolver technique and then the next time you see him he has a revolver and he's got eva at gunpoint but he's already fired six shots and dude snake has one of the best lines in any of the games because revolver ocelot's got eva at gunpoint and then he points the gun at snake and snake's like you forgot one very important thing man you don't have what it takes to kill me and then you see revolver ocelot just shooting his gun he's like remember the makarov had eight you've only got six shots (laughs) fucking awesome dude i love that so good now tiny bit of a tangent did you read that xbox is finalizing getting hideo kojima to come over to microsoft oh dude we're gonna lose metal gear solid because it's sony property but but there's been a very long-lasting franchise already. Dude, if... What if something new can be born of this? I don't want something new. You give me a high-def version. Like, if they could do a Final Fantasy VII remake version of Metal Gear Solid, sign me up, dude. On your new Xbox One. Yeah, hey! Bringing it back around full circle. No, like, I'm saying something other than Twin Snakes because that game was ass. I'm talking about give me a full-fledged 60 FPS, like, updated graphic version of Metal Gear Solid. Sign me up, dude. All day, every day, twice on Sunday. Give me that damn game. I think the next time we record an episode, the game I'm going to play is going to be hopefully Final Fantasy IX and probably Metal Gear Solid Three because... Talking about that game makes me want to go back and play it. I- it is not a short game. I mean, the, the speedrunners can finish that game in like two and a half hours, but I'm saying if you play that game the right way, even if you skip all the... like, <laughs> I was about to say it's shorter than four with all the cutscenes. Yeah, but even if you skip the cutscenes, that game is not short. Um, I already have the action uh, music playing in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, dude, freaking love that series. So, all right, gentlemen, final thoughts. I think that was a pretty good uh, variation. Yeah. Like, without actually discussing or going over what we were interested in, I mean, I think it was pretty diverse. Yes, sir. Yeah, I try. I tried to not make it too boring with my picks. I, I don't want people going in and be like, oh, man, it's going to be Master Chief this, it's going to be Kratos that. <laughs> I don't want all of our lists to be the same. So I kind of try to... <laughs> Who's going to mention Mario? <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to think a little bit outside the box with my pick. So hopefully this wasn't... Uh, hopefully we caught some of you guys off uh, by surprise. You know, uh, I'm sure no one saw Yuri from Command & Conquer coming. But, no. but uh, Or the LPs. If you called the LPs, 
Congrats you're a on liar. your I was about to say you're a goddamn liar. <laughs> With unless an you're Sean. L. <laughs> unless you're unless, <laughs> unless you're Sean. <laughs> Sean probably heard the story and was like, God damn it. That fucking LPs. But uh no, I think uh I can't wait to see what your guys five through one are. I mean, I already spoiled one of mine. You guys know it's coming. It's Nathan, Nathan Drake's going to be on there. Um, Four times. Yeah, he might be all of my... I'm just going to pick a different Uncharted character. I'm going to yeah. start with, you know, Chloe, then... Number five, yeah. Nathan Drake in two? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it'll be now Sam Drake, then it'll be uh, Sully, then it'll be Chloe, uh, then it'll be Elena, then Nathan Drake. There we go. Got them all in there. Got them. Hell yeah. Don't have to tune in next week to listen to John. Just skip over him. Yeah. We'll edit him out. He'll be at the blooper wheel <laughs> at the end. Well, by the way, just in case no one's listened to it, uh, if you guys happen to listen to after our outro music, we've actually been adding a couple uh, blooper reels in there for you guys, uh, stuff that we edit out for the podcast. So if you guys want to listen to that, it's it's, it, it's like 10 extra seconds of your life. So, yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do with that? We have we have our first one was Andrew with a brain fart. Our second one was <laughs> us talking about plugging what? computers into trees in Canada. <laughs> or times, something like times. that. Anyway, was- this was a fun episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to the next episode which will be part two we're counting down our five through one kevin will be hosting that episode so please check us out like us on your wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on twitter at vgl underscore podcast you can also find chaz at chaz O'Keem and kevin at almighty drizzle and we will see you guys on the next episode see ya goodbye see ya. to wake the fuck up that's what i need to do i'm so damn groggy right now do you have any energy drinks you can drink i don't drink that shit man can't do the energy drinks can't do coffee can't do none of that stuff is it because you're a bitch probably probably is because i'm a bitch (laughs) among other things i'm a bitch i'm a father i'm a Bitch, I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm all of those two things. <laughs>